Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Rebecca Bryce, and this is Graced for This Podcast. Let me start out with a word of prayer. Jesus, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you and pleasing to you. You are our Lord, our rock, and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, this morning I'd like to share with you a little bit about how Jesus became my Redeemer, my rock. When I was younger, when I was very, very little, and I went through some very trying and traumatic events, one of them being the death of my mom when I was four, there was always a presence there. And I don't think I was quite old enough to understand exactly what that presence was, whether it was at my mother's funeral or um, being around maybe Christians in my family. Um, but I do know that there was always this presence with me to help me feel at peace in the chaos. And that presence introduced itself to me. When I was in kindergarten, um, not much longer after my mother died, I was at Sunday school class or maybe it was a VBS at church and we were reciting the Lord's Prayer and as, as it starts, Our Father who art in heaven, I I knew that that was my father in heaven introducing himself to me. That God, the big God, you know, we go to church and we worship God. But it's like I knew then that God had a name or a title or a role in my life. It's going to be my father in heaven. And it made made it all make sense that that was the presence that was with me and gave me peace and then as I grew older I began to understand the role of Christ Jesus Christ God the Son and I began to understand that it was through Jesus that I could be truly united with God the Father that Jesus would act as my the high priest to Father God and he was the stand-in for my just rotten, evil, sinful condition. Um, I read on a, a wall at a church once in the children's department, it said, if you're old enough to do something wrong, you're old enough to know what's right. And I think we often wonder, at what point can our kids really know Jesus? At what point can they understand salvation? I kind of agree with that theory. Like, when you're old enough to know you're doing something wrong, right there you understand your sinful condition. And when I was old enough to really understand my sinful condition and that there was a truly that I could believe in Jesus. I had heard more about Jesus, but it probably wasn't until I was 11. And 
no, I know that I was 11, but I had heard so much about Jesus up until then, but I had the Romans road presented to me and just a very clear outline of it and decided that I wanted to be able to be with my father in heaven forever that I finally understood that I wasn't going to get there because I loved God I wasn't going to get there because I liked the thought of heaven but that I truly needed to make a commitment and a choice and and that was to make Jesus my Lord And so at 11, I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life, to come into my heart forever. And, you know, I grew up, I see at 11, I was baptized. What a beautiful day that was for me. And as I grew up and I was able to go to church or sometimes not go to church, depending on where I lived when I was um, a young child in foster care, um, you know, that sin doesn't go away when you become a Christian. As a matter of fact, it seems like you get more and more trials, and Scripture talks about that. There were trials and there were tests, and I failed some of them pretty miserably. And, um, you know, my walk's been ups and downs, um, pretty big mountains, pretty big slopes, pretty deep valleys. Um, But God is so good and so gracious through all of it to give me a helper, to give me the Holy Spirit, to give me a guide through this journey. But the journey has to start somewhere. And that is today where I want to review the Romans Road with you guys and look at the scripture path that kind of remember where we all begin as Christians. little background story as to why I decided to take us down the Romans road today. I was speaking to a Christian brother this week and I asked him about his testimony and he mentioned that a college roommate walked him through the Romans road and he said the sinner's prayer of salvation. And I had just started reading the book of Romans. Um, And when I think of Romans, I think of Romans Road. But I don't remember all the verses that are used in it. And I thought, wow, you know, I I need to go back and remember those verses. And um, two days later, I get home. And I had just that day thought, I wonder if I want to review the Romans Road for the podcast, if it would help other people to remember those those verses and just kind of how they walk us through. And on my door is a card from a local church. And on the back of the card is the Bible way to heaven. And it exactly lines out the Roman Road. And I thought, okay, Father, I will do this. I will lay out the Romans road and we will as 
those of us hearing this, hearing my voice, can be reminded of something that we can use with anyone. And maybe you're going to need it this week, and I pray we all do, that we're able to share the good news of Jesus somewhere, sometime this week. So, the first step is to recognize our condition. And usually, it's Romans 3.23 is the first verse that started, not all the time. If you like to start with a different version of Romans Road, and if any of this, if you want to add a verse, obviously you can do that. And if you want to share it with me, you can come to our Facebook page, Graced for This, and have a chat about this um, podcast today, this episode. So Romans 3.23, for all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious standard. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Some of you may have grown up hearing it from the King James Version, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What it means is that no one is good enough to go to heaven on their own merit. No matter how much good we do, we still fall short. I fall short of human standards. But the realization is what matters is we're falling short of God's glorious standards. And then Romans 6.23 is usually that next step. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death. Just as there are wages for the good things we do, for the work we do, there is punishment for the wrong. In life, we have natural consequences. And in the supernatural and the spiritual realm, we have consequences as well. As we look at not being able to stand in the glory of the Lord's presence as sinners, we must know that we are going to be separated from God forever. If we have not been made right, And so the penalty for not being made right is eternal death in hell. But thank you, God, that there is an answer. Amen. Step three is believing in Christ, that he died for us. Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Amen. While we were still sinners. Christ's great love for us was shown when he died on the cross to pay our debt. Our sin debt. And so we are we are told to trust Christ alone as our savior. Romans 6:23. For the wages of sin is death, but the end of 
but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So we're using both parts of that verse there. One is to realize the penalty for our sin. Then the other is to trust Christ alone as our Savior. And then if we look at Romans 10, 13... For anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I like to imagine this verse as the cry out for new birth. I think that we can sometimes expect too much from people as they realize the depth of their sins and the punishment for it, their condition, the rotting, the death, the decay, the separation from God, our Father forever. If we will cry out to Jesus, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everlasting life is a gift purchased by the blood of Jesus and offered freely to those who call upon him by faith. Wow. Call on his name and you will be saved. There are so many prayers that can help. If you your your prayer is not what gets you to heaven. It's not the words that you say. It's the condition of your heart and the direction you're sending that condition to. It's who you're sending that condition to. It's who you're trusting in. The words that you choose to use and the way in which you choose to use them, what matters most to me is Romans 10, 9. For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10, For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Amen. So I don't know the sinner's prayer of salvation that you might have said but I want to review kind of a generic one here so that when you all are in a moment where you're sharing the Romans road with someone that um, and really just telling them about the hope of Jesus that you kind of have one fresh in your mind but I trust that the Holy Spirit will guide you if you're talking to someone dear Lord Jesus I know I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my sin. Jesus, come into my heart and save my soul from hell. I am trusting you and you alone to take me to heaven when I die. I am trusting you and you alone to be Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Teach me to walk in your ways. In your name I pray. Amen. Chapter 10, verse 14. 
and they call on him to save them unless they believe in him. And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? Mm. And this is what the scripture mean when they say, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Podcast listeners, I pray that you have some lovely feet this week as you go and share the good news of Jesus Christ with someone. Be sent. Right now. Lord God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to stroll down the Romans road. I thank you for the reminder that we all need. That we didn't do any of this on our own merit. Any of this salvation thing didn't come from us. It was all a free gift. Absolutely free. For free. I love that thought, God. It's for free. I did nothing to deserve it. Nothing to gain it. I don't do anything to keep it. Father, I thank you for your discipline when I disobey. But I thank you that I'm your child nonetheless. I thank you that nothing separates me from your love. And Lord, I pray for each person listening to this recording right now that they understand truly how deep and wide and long and merciful and patient is your love for us. Keeping no record of wrong. Just how kind you are, Father. So I pray that God who gives you hope listeners will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in him may you overflow with hope through the power of the holy spirit thank you god for your word thank you for romans 15 13 in your name i pray jesus amen thank you podcast listeners for giving me your time this week please Let's finish the discussion online at Grace for This Podcast on Facebook. Have a great day. Bye-bye.